Say It Skillfully is about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said, even at work. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Join Molly Chang today as together we break the silence and learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Hello, Molly here. Welcome to Say It Skillfully, helping you find the words to create shared reality in a way that's true to yourself. To start the show, I'd like to celebrate you. Yes, you, for tuning in. You might be walking, in the garden, driving, wherever you are. I appreciate you for taking this time to learn and grow, to be more skillful in how you interact with yourself and others. The show has been on the air over eight months, heard in 80 countries and nearly all the states in the U.S., thanks to you. Please continue to reach out with your success stories and what's challenging. You are my motivation. Uh, for doing this, and my gratitude to you for listening and sharing with your colleagues, friends, and family. And I'm pleased to welcome my first caller, Veronica, from New York City. Welcome, Veronica, to the show. Hi, Molly. How are you? Thanks for having me. I really enjoy listening to your guests and tips. I'm excited to be here today. Well, I am thrilled to be chatting with you live and from technically from my hometown here because I've been away for quite some time. Obviously, I've been in touch with friends in the area who've been adapting and fortunately doing just fine. How How's your experience been? Oh, um, well, adapting is the new normal. <laughs> um, yeah, um, New York City has been kind to us so far um, and it has been a great learning experience and great to see that family, friends, companies, colleagues, like we're here to support each other. Oh, I'm thrilled to hear that. And I think at this very tough time, we're seeing some of the very best of humanity come through too. And uh, I'm glad you're safe and sound. So what uh, situation or tough conversation can I help you with today? All right. I have one question for you um, about career growth and development. I've been thinking of career change for a while now and what are some tips to start to engage with people outside your industry? Um, how would you approach this? Oh, great. Very, very great topic. I can, um, I, I've talked to a lot of people in that situation now. I also think this is super for folks to plant uh, seeds. Um, we may be comfortable with where we are, but it's always great to be reaching out. And that's one thing I would say earlier in, in career, Veronica, I wish I had done better. It's just keeping the net broad and being very proactive. So I think the, it's, it's, um, it's an exciting time. And can you give me an idea how many years uh, on the job have you been? Um, so I graduated in 2016 so I've been around like three years and technically my first job <laughs> stretching until now. But great I, th I think I'm told that people tend to, to move quite frequently so three years might be considered quite a long tenure so congratulations <laughs> on the three-year tenure. 
Uh, I think the the opportunity, and listeners have heard this before, is always getting to know ourselves the best. And I think that's really um, a, an ongoing journey for everyone. And so doing a bit of an inventory of you and what you like, uh, what you maybe don't like, things that have worked, things that haven't. And I just encourage this reflection all along. And so I think uh, writing that down is just helpful. I mean, I say that because even when you just reach out informally, you're setting an you're setting up a um, you know a perception of yourself, and it's just great to have a little bit more grounding in who you are because I think that comes across very positively. Obviously, we all have our inner circles of folks which you can reach out to, um, but when you start to expand the net, it's just be mindful of that first impression that you send of them. Uh, you know, you're just earlier in career, really, the world is your oyster. I'd like to say to folks, there's very few wrong moves you can do. Um, and the wrong one might be going to someplace where you really just don't like it and you're horrible at it. But short of that, don't put pressure on yourself. There's a lot of right answers. Um, so I say the self-assessment is a way to start. And then, you know, when you reach out to folks, just have an intention for as you reach out, and it can be anything. And it might be, you know, I, uh, you've been out 10 years, you're a bit ahead of me uh, in the career path. And I'm just, you know, I'm ha- you may say I'm happy where I am, but I, I know it's important to just reach out. And I'm curious about what you do. So that might be your intention just might be to informationally understand what they do. Your intention might be, you know, I'm, I'm curious about your own career path. Would you, you know, spend a little time over coffee and share with me uh, your journey? And my experience, Veronica, is people love to talk about what they've done, and they're really happy to share that. At least for me, I'm always eager to help young people, so I think you have that going for you. So let me pause right there. How does that land for you? Oh, this is super helpful. Um, I, I just am amazed by like how smoothly you can turn around with your answers, and especially uh, I feel like the, the, like it, it gives me confidence because I'm very very shy. Um, I'm glad this is my call right now because I'm so nervous, and it, it's hard for someone like me to reach out and connect with people that I don't know or I don't know well. I so appreciate your sharing this and. Many folks have heard me, but I'll say this. I, you know, I did not speak English till I was five. My, we're Chinese. My mom's from Hong Kong. My dad's from the mainland. I, we're first, I was first born in America. And while I had a great childhood, I think I spent much of it just terrified. I, I really was, you know, I went to, to kindergarten and cried the, for the whole two or three hours standing by the window. I literally thought I had done something very wrong and my mother was punishing me. And here I was in kindergarten. It was just traumatic. So I really, really, really empathize with you more than you might know. And I hope everyone's hearing that this is really a learned capability that absolutely we can do it. I think it really does start with being comfortable with ourselves and just encourage, you know, you've done, you've come through school, you've gotten a job, you've already done a lot. And, you know, I think sometimes that, you know, from the Asian background that I'm from, it's seen as, oh, you don't want to be um, arrogant or too boastful. I mean, it's kind of unbecoming. And so it's important to just to appreciate 
some of the things that may be keeping us shy, some of them are personality, right? So it's, it's how do we um, move beyond that? Some of it might be cultural and just understanding those, not making them bad or wrong, but we don't want to have what I call limiting beliefs, right? Things that hold us back that don't really serve us. They may have served us in the past for some reason, but going forward, they don't. Um, so, you know, on this front of reaching out to folks, if you don't mind sharing, you know, what for you is a bit, makes it a little bit more intimidating or tough? I guess um, in general, I feel like um, like communication, definitely um, it's not my first, like English is not my first language. And um, starting from there, like, understanding the cues or what is okay to ask or not okay culturally to ask people. Um, I feel like I, I also come from a Asian background and um, where it was okay for people to ask about your salary and how much you made and then shifted to a Western world. I grew up in Italy where you, that's a taboo, that's a no-no. <laughs> so learning um, those little things or learning that um, there are cultural differences that you cannot just um, ask people, I guess that has holding me back. And now like even uh, in my job, I constantly ask myself, oh, is it, is it okay to ask um, within myself before I even take the courage to ask people. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. That's super helpful for me. A way to think about that is your overarching intention and why you're asking. And obviously there's some things that are for you, but at a work environment, the ability to take the highest road, what's in service to the organization is a way to help you realize that what you're asking isn't kind of about you. It's actually serving the organization. And so I think lots of times people don't want to come across a certain way or, and, and there's a self-worry, totally valid. If you take a step back and say, but is this something that would really help the organization? So um, asking, you know, let's say it's a client situation and you want to find out something about the client and you're afraid, you got afraid to ask, maybe someone's not going to be happy if you ask and just say, you know, I, I understand that we're having a client issue here and I'm not fully clear. I think it'd be helpful just to hear what do we think the client perspective is because it would help all of us. And so again, you might be wrong in that, but the intention of trying to help the organization or the team or the whole that you're not going to get shot down for that. <laughs> that's, that's a positive intention. The other thing is because there is a tendency for people to think that the only time I speak is when I'm right. That unfortunately has kind of been beat into us as a norm. So rather than saying, well, you know, declaring a statement, what I'm noticing, what I'm hearing, I have a thought, I have a question, I'm wondering if, and, and posing an open-ended question can be a way to put an idea. I'm thinking that this might be the direction to go. And so you're creating space and it's done in an open way. And these are very small things. I call these kind of things on-ramps to get into conversations. If you're not sure, so be transparent. You know, I'm not sure if this is appropriate to ask. So, you know, please, I'm not trying to offend anyone or be 
um, inappropriate and then ask. And if someone says, you know, that's not appropriate, oh, thanks for letting me know. But, you know, you, you can't, you can't um, know a lot of things, and so don't put that pressure on you. One thing about the salary I would say is I grew up where that, my gosh, we never talked about salaries. And then at some point at work, it, we realized that the, 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 the new crop of folks, everybody knew to the dollar what everyone else was making. And so for us, that was really quite a shock, right? And so there's no good or better, right or wrong. I think feeling the waters a little bit and realizing that things change is important. Um, my niece and I share this, um, they had a work experience and the, the new crop of, of folks were very open about what they were good at, not so good at, what they liked, what they didn't like in a very collaborative way, whereas previous cohorts had been a bit more competitive. And you know, so great that folks are willing to, to be open and honest and to help each other versus compete with each other. And I think those are really great trends for the uh, up, up and coming. I, I have great faith <laughs> in you're coming up through the ranks, Veronica. That, that's great to hear from me too. <laughs> so uh, we had a nice little chat here. Do you have any other questions or do you have um, a top takeaway? No, no. I'm always curious what you're taking away from our chat. Oh, um, I think, oh my God, like there are so many things that were great and taking notes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I feel like definitely, um, maybe the framework really matters as long as your intention is right. And if you, um, frame it correctly and let people know that it's for the sake of everyone else, um, you cannot really go wrong. Um, I, I would say that's my biggest takeaway today. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm, I'm cheering for you. I want to add, and I didn't make this explicit just to help you and all listeners, the energy that you show and eye contact and little things like that. You may feel inside very nervous. I understand that. Do your best smile and catch people in the eye. I know I tend to add ums and ahs and speed up a bit. It's a bad habit of mine that I'm working on getting better at. So just those little things and recording yourself and listening and saying, do I like the way I sound? I know sometimes it can be very painful to listen. That can be a way to just help ingrain good habits and also build confidence. So I offer that to you too. Okay, my friend, uh, you know how to reach me. I am very proud of you and cheering for you. And uh, most of all, I thank you for being part of the solution. You take good care. Okay, my next caller from lovely Connecticut is Vince. Vince, welcome to Say It Skillfully. I'll say it skillfully off mute. Hi, Molly. How are you today? <laughs> I could not be more fabulous. I'm talking to you. Excellent. What, uh, what scenario, what tricky conversation can I help you with? Yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm saying it skillfully and trying to also, uh, say it diplomatically and internationally. So I've got some teams across the globe that I'm working with some folks, um, in, uh, Asia as well as some folks in the, the States in a tech company, uh, healthcare tech company. And, um, you know, sometimes, um, when I, try to communicate I think I'm communicating in you know like sort of not colloquial English but business English and yet um, sometimes it feels like you know I'm not being fully understood and you know 
the, the age-old solution of just speaking louder or slower <laughs> sort of doesn't work. So I was curious, you know, it's the sensitivity to the culture, but without trying to be, um, you know, trying to be overt and, and maybe, you know, insulting, right? So I'm sort of trying to balance those, and I'm, I'm struggling a bit with that. I appreciate this a lot, and um, I have worked a bunch internationally, too, and, and really done more than my fair share, I think, of faux pas. So I have some experience doing it wrong. I, I appreciate, first and foremost, your intention and wanting and owning the fact that, you know, I, communication is about what the other person hears, not what I think I, I'm saying. And I think that's a really important starting point for a lot of folks. Um, I see a lot of people like, they didn't understand. I'm like, that, they may not have understood. You know, on the other hand, you may not have been clear. And I think that sometimes is lost on people. I think yeah, the transparent, yeah. In, in, inside of that, you know, the challenge is, like, we do nine out of ten things really well, you know, together. Like, all together, we're all together better. Like, that's what I keep, you know, stressing. Like, hey, look, you know, we're all in this together, and all together we're, you know, coordinate, collaborate, and, and just kind of, you know, and, 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 and consistently deliver. It's just that one time when we have a miss, you know, the miss is, it's not like, you know, devastating because, you know, folks, the, the one thing, you know, I think that closed loop communication and follow up is part of the challenge, right? Like, you know, it, you can't, I'm struggling with saying it once and then not trying to say it 10 times, right? Because then it sounds like you don't think they even understand what you're saying. But um, at the same time, it's sort of, you know, keeping it simple and trying to not use, you know, six syllable words, which I don't know too many of those. So that's pretty safe. But at the same time, just being respectful. And I, I again, you know, the balance is, is I'm sure I'll continue to seek it the rest of my career, but if there's anything you know that you can say, hey, here, are you do more of this and less of that, I'm, I'm certainly anxious and, and eager to, to hear some of your stories and, and anything you can relay to help me, and I'll, and I'll pass it on to the team, which is essentially what, you know, basically, you know, my, my job is, is to facilitate and be open with them and say, hey, I'm trying, um, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't necessarily want to go 10 for 10 every time, but sometimes that 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 one out of ten that misses is so far that I'm like, yeah, I'll reread emails. I'll I'll try to remember what I said, and it's certainly not the what. I think it's obviously Molly the how, and I'm I'm clearly missing something, right? I can, either I'm tired or it's late, or you know, no excuses, just situational. But I'm just trying to find a way to pinch myself so that that tenth time, it's not because I might have shaped it differently or not been clear with message. So again, I'll I'll stop now. Let you give me some tips and pointers um, where and where I can, can better with thanks. Got it. Got it. That's awesome. So lion's share of the time is awesome. And you get this one out of 10. I think the, a group, you know, you're in a group powwow and let's just say you're debriefing one of the one in 10, I think being really real time and specific on it and not beating yourself up. I can see you like, what did I say? How did I say it? it's a mystery? So, you know, just letting the team know that, Gosh, acknowledging how amazing it is. Uh, we're learning from issues and mistakes. Those are learning moments, so we're embracing those. I want to learn from this one in particular and perhaps just go through um, what we could have all done, what people's experience of it was. You may have seen it as a miss, by the way. They may not have seen it as a miss. And when I say that, at relative levels. So just aligning on how did that go, Okay, it didn't go. Are we aligned on it? Didn't go as well as it could have. Great. Okay, then what could we do? And I think the 
responsibility is on everyone um, when we're, especially for leaders or, or you know, folks who are facilitating, hey, here's, went through a meeting, let's recap. Here's what we're doing and, and here's what good looks like. And I think a lot of times we assume that we all think the same thing about what good looks like and it's just not the case. And so being able to unpack not in anal retentive detail to micromanage, but just to create transparency for folks. Hey, just want to make sure that we all know, you know, what great looks like and that we know, you know, who we're relying on for what and how team members can help each other. And then pausing and letting folks come back to you so that you hear that, okay, people are getting it. Does that make sense? I think that you send it out, and, and I could imagine you've got your, you you you've got a lot in there. You, un, you you lay it all out, and then exhale. Okay, let me pause. What did you hear? What do we think good looks like? And just ensure that you're in sync. And it doesn't need to be done in a remedial way. Say, so look, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my part. Help me with, you know, how you how 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 this is landing for you. I'll pause there. Yeah, I mean it, that makes a, that makes a ton of sense. You know, sort of just putting a little bit more starch in the outbrief on the one that didn't go as well, and but creating a safe enough environment, right? Because you know sometimes like there's other folks who like we'll have it like whatever we did well, you know, often goes unnoticed, right? It's when we didn't do it so well, it you know it often goes overtold, right? So you and, I, and they're sort of like you know we're collectively sort of remiss into like I'll go in front of the you know, the, the leadership and say, hey, you know, this thing didn't go as planned, da, da, da. So there's, there is some, you know, consequence. I think that, that part of the challenge is, um, you know, they may be different sensitivities to, like, I don't want to call it the, the politics of it, but I don't have a better word. The dynamics of, you know, hey, we're here providing a service and a solution as a, like a business services delivery center capability and, um, you know, I think they take a, a little bit like, you know, hey, we, we, we missed our SLA, right? So I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I, I don't mind that they have a high conscience to, you know, doing it right. But, you know, we're going to make mistakes, right? That's just part of doing it. And so the other side of it is, you know, they're like, oh, man, you know, you know we're going to get, we're going to get, you know, I don't want to use the word killed, but, but you know, in, in, the, in the literal sense, but it's like, oh, we're going to get killed about, the, you know, like, there's going to be some serious consequences at the next steering committee meeting about this one. And it's like, you know, again, you, you're not going to make every shot you take. I, I don't want them to get gun shy, but I also don't want them to think that it's, um, you know, politically dangerous nor nor unsafe. So, any any thoughts on that, Molly? Like, just you know, to, to kind of shape it even further. So, we got the cultural aspects being open, following up, but how how to harness like you know, to set the expectations up front a little bit better on my part to say, hey, you know, mistakes are okay, but that's how we learn. But at the same time, they're like, yikes, you know, I'm trying to like help them with the yikes factor and help myself with the yikes factor to not make, not make too much about it. Cause then they'll think it's overly, you know, we'll think it's overly, you know, politically, you know, sort of got a lot of angles to it when, when in fact, oftentimes it doesn't, it's just an honest mistake that we can remediate pretty quickly and it doesn't need a lot of things. So I'm just, I'm, I'm curious as to, yes. you know, the, how, how that how, how to help them with that as well I mean, more transparency but I, I I'd like to get some feedback from you on that as well yeah I think this you know and again culturally appropriate for sports I think is a great metaphor and I think the the saying and, and again you're very verbal which is great netting it out a bit 
one thing I want to focus on is this value that we have of, you know, making the right mistakes. And that's how we learn. And people look and said, yes, I'm saying that we're going to make mistakes. I'm all for making the right mistakes. And we just want to learn from them um, and, and support each other. And you can use a sport analogy, right? Because all the basketball players, you miss the shot, you miss you make the shot. So it, there's a lot of ways to normalize that. And then follow that up with the actions. Okay, we had a miss here. And how you respond to the miss, I, I appreciate everyone trying really hard. I know there was a lot of good work here. I am not, right, making anyone bad or wrong. Let's be open with what we needed to do better. And so they're looking for, you said it's okay to make a mistake. We made a mistake. Are you going to yell at us? Or are you saying, hey, we got it? Now, where I might be less tolerant is making the same mistakes. So I'm about making new mistakes is learning. Making the same mistakes, we want to we minimize and avoid that. So I think those two distinctions can help folks. And the way you congratulate when people are, pushing it a bit, innovating, trying some new things. Again, that's where we give a hand. Hey, way to go out on a limb a bit. That was a great calculated risk. You know, we weighed the downside, didn't work out the way we wanted. Your attitude to that, Vince, is probably the most important thing to send the message of safety. How's that? Yeah, that's helpful because, again, if you make it, you know, a crisis every time, then you're going to, you know, just it's just, you know, impossible and fa- it's basically, you know, being untrue. And then if you make a, no big deal, you know, I'll further confuse the conversation when there is one that needs to be had. So, you know, if I, if I'm gathering this, it's, you know, expectation setting, you know, properly outbriefing, reinforcing the, the wins, uh, acknowledging that we took a chance and did it really well here, here, and here. Uh, this time we might've taken some calculated judgment and didn't quite achieve all we thought we could have and here's here's where do you think and ask for some input of what we could have done differently better or 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 or, or not at all quite honestly sometimes and then uh using it as a teachable coachable moment for myself as well as for the team i think sort of kind of draws it draws it all together for me so yeah. um helpful helpful i mean it, it's 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 interesting because they're they're multiple they're they're there are multiple, multiple foreign issues that don't always come, you know, when you're expecting them, right? Because, you know, you, you've got the time zone, you know, plus, you know, plus 13 tomorrow, you know, tomorrow plus 13, right? So, you know, some of some of it's like, okay, how can I get them, you know, and I don't want to be the person calling, you know, 14 times in the middle of the night because they obviously, you know, the team <laughs> works hard and, and does really well, right? And so, we have pretty pretty regular cadence, right? To to work, we're working remotely and working really remotely, like from home and or remote from offices, and then they're in they're sites and centers there. So, um, you know, try to make it. Uh, you know, we we definitely know how to celebrate the victories. I'm not gonna, you know, you've known me for a while, so you know I'm pretty pretty good at that. But I just wanted to see what what I could do better, different, and and to get more out of the opportunity to learn and, and coach, yeah. um, you know, yeah. myself as well. Because again, it, yeah. if you're not sensitive to it, um, you're going to keep missing it. And then pretty soon it goes from nine out of 10 to seven out of 10 to five out of 10 to, you know, you lost your team. Right. And, yeah. and that's, yeah. what, that's exactly what, you know, the good news is they're right. open. You know, I just don't want to, I don't want to oversaturate them with, you know, uh, you know, 
you know, we got to do it better. You know, come on. You know, I mean, hey, the Patriots were 16 and 0 and they still lost in the Super Bowls because some guy caught a ball off his helmet, right? You know, that's sort of, you know, so. (laughs) So listen, this is, this is what I would say. I'd say simple for you. Simple. It's good that you're nipping it in the bud. I like that. Keep it simple. Less is more. And just try okay. that. I mean, because I think you've got the concepts. Yep. Just try yep. a little less is more. I think that let that land for them. And then okay. you loop back. Okay. Yep. I'll follow I up. I'll, I'll, you know, look, it's not hard to put into practice. So thank you for uh, points A, B, and C. I'll uh, duly noted and uh, much appreciated as always. Thanks, Molly. I appreciate you. Take good care, Vince. Okay. Uh, let's see. Carrie, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Molly. How are you? I am well, thank you. What is top of mind for you? Well, I thought, uh, since it's my first time calling, that we could talk about post-interview ghosting. Post-interview ghosting. Tell me a little bit more about the post-interview ghosting issue. Okay, so what happens is, is when somebody goes on an interview, they might go on one, they might go on two, they might go on three. And the employer says, well, we have some more candidates to interview. You know, we'll get back with you. And then they don't. And then the candidate either emails or calls, and they get no response. And this is a topic that has come up quite a bit on LinkedIn, you know, why these companies don't respond. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens is that... When you're chronically unemployed and you get multiple interviews that have no feedback, I mean, how are you supposed to know how to respond? Oh, yes. I'm just curious. Yes, I appreciate your bringing this up. So this is, I think, a real opportunity to think about what we can control and what we can't control. And this is a really important thing, right? Who are the decision makers who are not the decision makers? Uh, if, you know, a company in its processes is not getting back. You know, we can go, all go on about how that's not the right thing. We can all get sad or whatever we want to emote about it. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. not a lot we can do about that, right? So, and I'm not saying it's right. So for all the folks who've had this happen to you, I'm not saying it's right. My mentor and dear friend, Marshall Goldsmith, would put his hand in the air, wave his wrist and say, let it go, let it go, let it go, okay? So that you have to realize that is not you. You can't control that. You do absolutely have influence over how you respond to that. There was no information there. There was no information that said you were bad at the interview. You were, didn't have these skills. There's nothing there that's concrete. Don't make it up. That would be my number one advice is do not make up. Well, when there's no information. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's very true, but, um, and I have been in that shoes being chronically unemployed, a professional. I have 22 years in office uh, administrative assistant roles. And I started to develop a program that uh, really touches on this topic about post-interview ghosting and trying to come up with ways to get candidates some feedback. And well, that, the other problem with that is you've got peers and family members saying, how did you do on the interview? Why don't you call them and ask them? And it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Yeah. So two things so on we've that. So got those problems. Yeah. yeah. Let me, uh, two things on that. I think one is when, we're, when you do have someone 
that you're talking to. Presumably, there's, you know, if there is, and there may not, but let's say there is an interaction, it is great to put up front, ah, I'm thrilled to be applying. I want to know, uh, help me with how are you going to respond? And when I don't hear back, who exactly can I call? And, and they may not answer, okay. but at least you're, you're assuming, right? This is when times get tough. You assume, say, hey, and I don't want to be a pain. I just have to be honest. I'm talking to a lot of people, and they've had experiences when other companies that they're just not getting back. And it's, you know, it's demoralizing. And for me, it's a bit disrespectful. Have that conversation. And if, if they're like, well, you know, we do that all the time. We don't think. It's, so you might say, well, this maybe isn't the greatest place for me to have a job. So at least in that case, you've done your job. I would say the same thing more broadly, Carrie, for deadlines. If someone's not missing a de- doesn't make a deadline, you figure out what you're going to do now. Don't wait till the miss. Okay. Um, and then I, I think it's great that you're helping folks um, consider ways to bring a bit more humanity back. You know, I, I, I'm a little old fashioned, you know, I send thank you notes and stuff like that. So I, 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 you know, I've, yeah, yeah. I've been on interview squads and if folks don't write in and say, Hey, thank you for your time. That says something to me. So, I mean, I, I do, I personally do pay attention to that. I obviously can't speak for others. Uh, I do think it's a, um, it is part of an early early indication of culture, um, not to over, you know, um, weight it, but I do think all those um, experiences you have with someone, uh, a potential employer, uh, are, are insights and information. And I think for folks, it's important to pay attention to them. So well, I, think um, it, I, I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, I appreciate you raising this. And I, I do hope for our listeners that this isn't something that's as it sounds like it's a little bit more systemic um, and in a broader change, I think for folks who are in recruiting in your companies um, to be open, that that sends an impression about your company and maybe it's good times now and you have more candidates than you could possibly feel, but that may not be forever. Uh, so hopefully, you know, folks, there are people inside these companies who are not responding or responding. So hopefully um, by being made aware that that's the experience they can be, um, better suited, you know, to, to set. Well, that's true. But see, then that comes into play with the candidate taking a risk. And I have done it maybe twice with some companies I've interviewed with. Um, because I had, uh, some, what uh, I believe to be genuine issues with how I was treated, you know, the process. And, you know, I know that's a risk because if I do that, they're not going to consider me at all. And really, it boils down to, in, in my view, liability. They don't want to say or do anything, you know, with candidates that they don't want to hire because they don't want the attention. But yet, they're getting a lot of attention with post-interview ghosting. That's that's really the catch that I believe on this. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I do believe that folks can offer their experience um, and be very explicit. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be annoying or I'm not trying to be <laughs> presumptuous that I'm top of the company. I just think if I were in your shoes, I would want to know this experience and that's it. And and I don't know that that would be a blacklisting thing at all. I think people might be like, wow, that person was very compassionate and they f- took the extra effort to to share some information that they didn't need to do. And we should be grateful for that. And if they don't take it that way, 
that's really not anyone's problem. All you can do is know your intention, Carrie. I do think the that's how, true. the how one does it. I mean, if it's edgy, if you're coming across as you guys are wrong and I'm right, that's not going to fly. That's not going to fly. And that's not serving. It's not helping people receive your information. So I'd be open to thinking about how to position that in a way that is helpful and is more likely than less likely to be heard. So I appreciate your calling in with this. And I know we've been on LinkedIn. So I'm really grateful for your interaction there and uh, welcome you back to the show at any time. Well, thank you so much. You take it. Good. Thanks for being part of the solution, Carrie. Okay, now we have Annette. Annette, welcome to the show. Hi, Molly. How are you today? I am doing fabulously. You? Well, thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you. I, um, you know, we're in interesting times with using communication and getting on Zoom calls and in community with people we know and then people we don't. And that's the context for my question. Um, Yesterday, I went to a meeting. um, It was a Zoom call, and it was an owner's group, um, and it was a monthly Q&A call. And after they had exhausted the questions that had been put in in advance, um, they opened the floor. And I raised some questions um, regarding the current environment and what my initial intentions were for this year to work in leadership travel. And it was met with some, um, a lot of questions and, you know, we're in different times now and, and it felt like there was some inappropriateness that I was even talking about travel given the magnitude of some of the issues right now. Um, and I'm just wondering, how do we deal with business issues that might be seem um, too playful or too creative or not taking the gravity of our of our situation seriously. Ooh, this is a good one. I uh, appreciate you raising this, and it's this range of um, and people have different senses of what you know what you might say creative, right? Where people might say, that's crazy <laughs> versus, you know, and pushing the envelope versus something doable. And I, I don't know that there's a pat answer for something like that. I think the idea of meeting people where they are, meeting people where they are, which would imply implying knowing where they are, is perhaps a guiding principle that's useful. And the ability to float some open-ended questions about, you know, I'm, I'm really curious, you know, and I imagine there's a range of topics. How, how are folks, when you hear the word travel, what's coming to you? And it's a bit of seeding, just giving a chance to air. And, and I think as someone who might be putting this topic out, the chance to be proactive, you know, I appreciate this might, some of this might be very emotional, for folks, people may have very strong views one way or the other. I would really ask us all to be very open and welcome the differences and hear the differences 
so that you know we can better appreciate other people's points of views. It may or may not change ours, but can we all agree that that dynamic would help us to hear each other? Something like that as a, as a level set to then go into. And again, I think explaining one's intention, I am not at all advocating people take undue risk, et cetera, et cetera. Here's what I'm thinking. So maybe a little bit more context so that people know where the question is coming from may help people receive it. Let me pause there. How's that landing? Um, that's, that's really good. I, um, I appreciate having a framework or some questions to kind of get a sense of the room, especially when you don't necessarily know the people that you're entering into the conversation with. This is that transparency point. So you're in your head thinking, I don't really know all these people. So I'm so-and-so, a little bit about me. And I, I know I haven't had the pleasure of um, working directly with a lot of you, right? So please, um, no intent, no you know, um, offense or not trying to be um, you know, provocative or anything like that. So you just set up, if there's any fears that you have, then just let them know. And I also think, the tone and, you know, we've heard the meta skill, the energy that you come with, if you're genuinely curious, right? If you're warm and open, as opposed to a judging or directing kind of energy, which sometimes, you know, could be appropriate. So I think realizing how you're showing up in a way to help people, you know, best be open to you and to what you say, obviously, yeah, um, really. Sets I, th I think that part. I think. I think I'm kind of hardwired as a curious person, so I think that really was evident when I reflect on yesterday, um, because I, I got two people that jumped into the conversation very quickly. One giving me data about. Um, they had just listened to the CEO of American Airlines, and so they were saying, here's what his perspective was. And another person saying, you can't compare the times we're in right now to 9-11 at all when you're looking at industry because people, the number of people we lost on 9-11 is happening daily right now. And I went from being curious to, like, feeling mortified because all of that is true. Um, but I had come in, I felt fairly naive. And so I, I liked the way you were framing it to, to ask some questions and that I'm not trying to say something provocative. I am trying to just under, unpack one piece of a business-related question in context of what's happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's great awareness. When in this situation, real time, people give data and, and for all listeners, it can be very tempting to have to respond. Right. And, and the first thing should be, gosh, thanks so much. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that data. So just acknowledge a little space, give yourself some time. Is there a response? Maybe there isn't response. Thank you for that. Gosh, I look forward to learning more about that honor the person, right? Show that you're open and don't put pressure that you necessarily have to do something about that. The awareness that I'm hearing is when someone talked about, you know, the 9-11 comparison, you're mortified saying, wow, thank you again. You know, I just have to share. I'm, I'm feeling 
I'm feeling very naive. This is a vulnerability, but this is how we groom trust. I'm just realizing I just I didn't consider that at all. And really, thank you. It's, you know, putting me in a whole new place. And so you can put that into the shared reality. I call it. So people are like, "Wow, here she is. She put this topic out, and you know, we've got these answers. And look at how she responded." So you're leading others by helping people because this is all new territory, right, Annette? For everybody. So realize yeah. that that's you know that's just part of what's going down here. <laughs> and you know, if anyone thinks that they have all the answers, you know, I I, just, I haven't met anybody yet. So realize that that sense of weeness and to the extent that you may have may feel appreciative, just, you know, you could send a note, Hey, you know, I just, I want, I appreciate folks for, for having this. I, and I think it was, you know, it was helpful for me. I learned, I grew, what have you. Um, and like I said, in the previous caller, you know, when we have our little learning moments, that's, you know, from those little struggles, that's how we're better. Yeah. I, I have one small follow-up question to what you just described. Um, The other question is whether or not um, both 9-11 and COVID are deeply personal to me. I lost a friend to 9-11, and I almost lost my son to COVID. And I didn't say anything about it um, until today when I wrote a letter to one of the leaders to just let them know that um, I take everything seriously and that um, I, I, the question for you, Molly, is when do you share something like that or when do you just keep it to yourself? Well, first, thank you for sharing that with me and for our listeners, and my heart is out to you. Um, I don't think there's a pat answer for that. I feel, you know, it's in sharing, is that something that you want to share for yourself, which is totally valid? Um, In sharing, is that to serve the others? And if you're afraid to share because you feel that people may be pity or what have you, just put that out um, in in the universe as well. And so I think there's no no right or wrong, but understand, you know, why you would and would it help you heal and just let folks, you know, I appreciate your listening because this really helps me heal and I'm not looking for anything from anyone, but it does help people get to know you and appreciate you. And um, sharing our our life's journeys is always to me, a big show of generosity Um, at the same time, honor that from a privacy standpoint, that may not be something you want to have to deal with that other people know, and that's fine too. So I, I, I don't think there's a pat answer. It's it's really very, very, very personal. Thank you so much, Molly. I uh, am here for you. And uh, if I can be of help, you know how to reach me. And uh, I want to thank you for being part of the solution and wish you very well. Okay, and my last caller here, we have Jeff from lovely Missouri. Jeff, welcome to Say It Skillfully. Molly, thanks for having me. So, uh, how may I be of help to you today? What uh, sensitive situation or conversations on your mind? I think a lot of my related questions are more of curiosity, maybe things that people have been in before in the professional world and 
how do you handle information that was given given to you that you're not probably supposed to know, and how do you address it if it starts affecting uh, you and your work life? Uh, you know, for, so for example, um, I'm working marketing, and marketing teams tend to need to collaborate with other team members, and so you build um, a relationship with other members in the company, and that's usually a very good way to get, you know, maybe you need content or questions answered or thing, you know, things addressed while you're building these, you know, either the campaigns, marketing-related materials, collateral, so on. But while you're doing that, you're building a relationship at the same time, and you're building trust. And in that process, sometimes that trust becomes, uh, you, you learn things that, you know, uh, that you're not sure if you're supposed to know or if you even want to know. I don't mean personal things. I mean other work-related things that affect employees, could affect you, could affect them. Or you hear things, uh, you know, with information, again, you're not supposed to know. What, like, how do you handle it? Because, you know, uh, for an example, in a previous workplace, uh, I uh, worked with, you know, uh, sales. I always worked with the sales force, and an individual salesperson, uh, you know, had shared some information with me, and it didn't really. In, in this scenario, it did not affect me, but it affected me how I thought about the company. And if you, in a situation where you can't really address it, because if you bring it up, then they're going to want to know how you know you found out about the information. So what you know, so. You can't bring it. You feel like you're in a trapped position where you cannot bring it to your manager, your manager, because all they want to know is where did you hear that from, and then you don't want to obviously throw the person on the bus you just built the trust up with, because then it's going to ruin your relationship where you know you're trying to get your job done. So I'm not even sure yes. where to start. So you find out yes. information. <laughs> where <do> you go? <laughs> I, I just wanted to know I hear you. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's, I'm very empathetic. I have been on the receiving end where, you know, people, some people, you know, you're one of them. I think I'm one of the people who tell you a lot of stuff, you know. And so I think it's a real privilege. And to think about serving those other people is they just need to tell someone and they're comfortable telling you and that's great. And it doesn't go anywhere and you don't need to do anything. Done. For those situations that's impeding your ability to perform or your sense of company, I think it's appropriate to go back to the person and be like, hey, look, this is the deal. Like, I'm so grateful that we have such a trusting relationship. I value you. I value this company. I'm between a rock and a hard spot right now because this is, this is really hard for me. You know, I can, I can feel that you're very, like you're a genuine person, right? You want to do the right thing and you're not going to sleep as well at night if it's not, if it's not lined up. Um, so I think that the opportunity is to unpack this. And if it's really not serving the organization, to be able to help that other person realize, you know, we're part of the problem here. If we don't bubble this up in an appropriate way, we're actually hurting the organization. And gosh, that is not why I worked so hard and sacrificed all I did for my job. <laughs> so that might be a way to create a, an alliance with the person and, and find a way to step up and be the change that you'd like to see, frankly, at the company. I'll pause there. How's that land? Uh, you know, good. That was similar to 
Um, you know, and I'm, I'm not a professional in, you know, communications and, you know, problem solving and solutions, but I kind of addressed it similar to that. I, you know, I'd recommended, you know, listen, I hear you out. If you need to talk to, if, if, if you need to talk to the CEO, I happen to be in the home office where he works because he was out of state and worked at a different location. And, you know, I, that feels right. You know, what's, Let's address the issue, put together. But I've been in that issue in so many times, and sometimes that even talking to the CEO doesn't work. And unfortunately, some of the solutions were, well, if if, if it's not going to work out, then you know maybe it's time to move on. You know, you, you tried, you fought your battle, you've tried to line up the chips to wait, you know, to play for everybody, and uh, then maybe it's time. You know, again, it's you, you've had your stay and. You know, not that I encourage people to quit because of one thing, but uh, I've had those situations myself personally where I know that the company's not going to change because that's just the way the situation is. I so appreciate you for bringing that up for all of our listeners because they've heard me say that and now they've heard you say that because I really believe that you think about what you value, what you're worth, what's going to help you be your best. Uh, and, you know, it's a choice and I appreciate your raising uh, for us, Jeff, that everyone has that choice. Um, and we're wrapped on time. So I, I want to thank you for calling in. That was really a great question. And I'm here for you. If there's anything I can do, please let me know. And I thank you for being part of the solution, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, and if you don't mind, I'd like to add one last thing. Uh, if you're working for a company, you know, try to, you know, try to enjoy where you work, because I mean, that stuff affects your, your home life. And I've worked for companies where it started out great and after several years, you know, it's, you know, it doesn't feel great anymore and it changes the way you're living your personal life. And, yeah. I, you know, again, it's don't let things fester. Yeah, that's great. That's great. We're going to wrap here. Here is my thought for the week. I'm going to credit Tamara Levitt. When faced with sadness, anger, anxiety, you may label these as bad or negative and want to slam the door on them. Rather, invite these feelings in and learn to work through them by being gentle, compassionate, non-judging with yourself and others. Face what you're feeling, experience it, move through the discomfort, understanding its impermanence, this too shall pass, and you'll learn and grow from it. So please relax amidst the chaos. And I thank you for tuning in. That's a wrap. Please be part of the solution and kindly share the show. Reflect on your top takeaways and know I'm cheering for you to be who you are and say what needs to be said so that you and those around you have a shared reality, essential to make the best decisions, execute with speed, and achieve outstanding outcomes at work and in life. Thanks for listening to Say It Skillfully with host Molly Chang. Join us again for more ways to say it skillfully next Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow Molly on LinkedIn and Twitter. Check out sayitskillfully.com and sign up so you don't miss her latest 90-second video. And please, be part of the solution. Kindly tell others about this program so they say it skillfully too.